Damo, do you want the first and only certified organic bone broth in Australia? Do you want a broth with no hidden thickeners, yeast extract, salt or flavour enhancers? MP, I want a broth made by hand from start to finish with nothing but love and positive vibes. Well, that's why you're left with only one broth, Damo, and that is Broth of Life. Ho, ho, ho. Choose from dehydrated bone broth in chicken, beef and lamb. You'll also find FODMAP-friendly stock. That's FODMAP-friendly stock, veggie stock and chicken salt, all available at brotheoflife.com.au. And a special for Wellness Couch listeners. Enter the code WELLNESSCOUCH2016 at the checkout before November 30 for 10% off your order. So awesome. The code again is WELLNESSCOUCH2016 only at brotheoflife.com.au. This episode of 100 Not Out proudly brought to you by the 2017 Greek Island Longevity Retreat to Ikaria, the island where people forget to die. To find out more and to join Damien, myself and an intimate group of 100 Not Outers, go to www.100notout.com. That's 100notout.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and here I am at 100 Not Out HQ, also known as Christoph Residence, with the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is President-elect Damien <laughs> Christoph. Poor little Misty, you got a bit of a fright over there, didn't she? Oh. <laughs> the cat didn't like that high Sorry, five. Sorry, Misty. Sorry about that, Misty. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. So there's a new president in town. That's interesting, isn't it? It's, it's, um, it's fascinating. Fascinating. What was your initial response? Well, I think, you know, in the lead up to it, you know, given what information we were getting from the media um, here in Australia, I was kind of thinking, oh my gosh, like, is this for real? Could this really be happening to the world? 350 million people in America. What is it? 7 billion people in the world. Yeah. And uh, and this and these two candidates coming down to pretty much rule the world is what it appeared that's to be. That's how it felt, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's kind of how it was going to be. And, you know, there's kids that were walking around quite fearful that if, you know, the wrong person was elected, that World War Three could start and all that sort of stuff. And Do you think so, it was a... Um, I don't want to make this... I, I, don't, I don't intend to make this comment as if I'm making light of it, but do you think... Um, do you think it was a media beat-up? Do you think the media... Because Donald Trump is incredibly... And I say this with a bit of a TV producer bias. He's good talent. Isn't he it? sells papers. He, <laughs> he sells ads houses. on TV. Yeah. Um, people are going to watch when he talks because people want to know what's the human headline going to say next. Yeah. Do you think it was a media beat-up? Yeah, I do. I do. And I haven't really felt that way about the media in Australia for a long time but I've, I've kind of felt that there's been definitely a bias towards a particular thing so i saw that in health right so you definitely see in health yeah a massive certain bias. sectors that go over the top oh my gosh it's ridiculous it's ridiculous like give medicine, us an example well medicine and big pharma basically own they're in bed with the murdochs right so you kind of know that that's all like the the information you're going to get fed through those channels is never going to be pro I was going to say pro-choice, but it's yeah. really, it's really, you're never going to see anybody promoting the benefits of chiropractic, promoting the benefits of osteopathy. osteopathy. You're yeah. never going to see the benefits of acupuncture. Like it's always going to be the scandal associated with it. But you'll have 
the tabloid the tabloid headline let's make controversy out of pitch one against the other rather than integrate exactly because integration is boring and it's not going to create any headlines I know except for people living longer and (laughs) but I'm interrupting I'm not meaning to spending less money um, in the medical system so I've been aware of it that way through uh, through the media but uh, I never really thought that it was something that was happening that was really apparent through the media sphere and the political sphere though I did notice that with the election that we just had in Australia, that uh, you know the you know we had Malcolm Turnbull up against Bill Shorten, and they were kind of caning Bill Shorten for a little bit, making him seem really you know inadequate and dumb and all that sort of stuff, which kind of makes people think, oh, that's not very nice. They say those things, so they start to shift the votes up, and then they start to say all the bad things about mm. you know the income the person who's in leadership, so it kind of detracts from them, so it almost props up. And we do know that in Melbourne, like the Age and the Herald are very pro a particular political stance, which is mm-hmm. the Labor Party. And so they do tend to only promote that. And so I thought, oh, what if that happens in America? Land of the free, land of the brave. But a lot of fear is coming out. This is what's interesting. And Well, it did happen. Know, it did happen. Yeah. 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 There's so a, the, the, that wasn't necessarily a segue, but you can talk. Oh, no. It was more just when you, <laughs> when you, mentioned, when you mentioned the fear. Yeah. Like... Within moments of the result being known, it, it was, it's almost like a, uh, you, you felt, I felt more like this global village phenomenon more than ever. I don't know if there's ever been so much interest worldwide in um, an election that's not your country. Oh, I as think much, it was I mean, when Obama was voted in. The, yeah, but you know, completely different. When we're talking about the human headline tabloid let's get dirt scandalous oh, let's yeah, wait totally. like that that tit for tat type of primitive it's just like again media fodder like the, the the stuff around obama was like oh my gosh the first black president the stuff around hillary wasn't about oh my gosh the first female president no it was, it was can we trust her because she's done all these nasty things and she shared secrets and the clintons are corrupt and all this sort of stuff that's what we're hearing you know and then we heard all the stuff about donald trump and then in today's newspaper it said um something about why america could be right in choosing donald trump Mm. You know, and so now, but, it, it, yeah. but now we're starting to see the flip side of it. You know what I mean? So it's it's all been promoted that Trump was bad. Don't hopefully the world doesn't get Trump as the leader because it'll be bad for the world. And this is what our media was reporting. Yeah. And so the whole media beat up thing is that they've taken a particular political stance, whether it be the stance that you know the bulk of the population had, or whether it be just that's the angle they want to shoot. Yeah. And uh, and they were very anti-Trump here in Australia. Very anti-Trump. I think a lot of the Western world was very anti-Trump because it just seemed like as a cowboy that's come in that's got a lot of business experience, has never sat on any political party, never been in any local, you know, politics, anything from the ground up. And then all of a sudden, it's almost like king of the free world. Yeah. Um, But now, as you're saying, now that Hillary's out of the picture, now the dialogue is no longer Hillary versus Trump. It's now Trump the good versus the bad. So now the media fodder is, well, let's imagine what good he could do. Yeah. Um, now we've got, you know, what's now good media, what's now good consumption, what could happen, all with Trump being there. And um, and then, and now it's like, now the attention turned to just recently, oh, Trump and Obama. 
because Obama's been pay, paying out on Trump. So they dig up all the dirt from Obama paying out on Trump and they put that into a nice little video package and let's see what happens when Trump and Obama, they'd never met no. until they actually uh, did the White House you know, handover meeting type of thing. Um, and you could tell that it was restrained, but also, and I mean, I might just be very gullible here, but it seemed somewhat respectful when they were uh, fronting the media. Um, that they were respectful of each other's differences. They were happy to work together over the next couple of months in this transition period. Um, but it is interesting how we all have consumed what we've been given. And I, I just footnote that with, instead of possibly making up our own minds. Totally right. You know. Totally. So let me tell you a story. I love your stories. This is a little story. So you may know that only a few days ago, I was in beautiful Palm Cove. Yes. We had dinner in Palm Cove, and I sat having dinner at Palm Cove with the lovely Maui. Maui Homes. Maui Homes. Woo! Hung out with Maui. Shout out to you, Maui. Maui. We uh, had a great time. Great time just talking. One of the questions that was that was uh, brought up by Lawrence, just to get the group kind of talking, interacting, was if you had a choice to have dinner with anybody that you possibly could, the top three people that are alive or dead today, anywhere, anywhere, like top three people, who would they be? Everyone's gone around, said they're movie stars, said they're hot people, said they're, you know, whoever, and, um, and, and uh, you know, and I said my nana, my papa, and my mum, right? I was waiting for That's, that. Did anyone say their family? No one did. No one did. And then, uh, only, uh, you know, afterwards, upon reflection, they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd do that too, you know, but top front of mind they're the people that I would have dinner with and Maui bless her little cotton, cotton socks. socks and her heart said that she would like to have dinner with um, the Prime Minister of the Philippines and Vladimir Putin wow I know right so I was thinking what and so we we're all like what what do you what do you mean you want to have dinner like of all the people in the world you want to have with dinner what? with those two people so the prime minister in uh, in the Philippines at the moment is going through a big drug, drug mule cut cull so just assassinating drug cartel people um, in the street um, just like that if you're a drug person bang see you later you're gone right and this is okay in the Philippines this has seemed to be good and so the media in the Philippines uh, have been promoting, you know, what's happening over there in the Philippines. And we said, well, we, you know, we kind of let that one go. We're going, okay, well, you know, there are people doing bad things to other people. Then no worries. I don't, we don't mind that. But what we were then surprised about was the reasoning that she wanted to have dinner with Vladimir Putin. And, and these, among other things, and if Mao is listening to this, she probably, I didn't say that. Sorry, Mao, I'm just kind of re recalling and, and, and trying to bring back the, our conversation. Yeah. But essentially, Maui said, you know, he seems like a, you know, a very motivated, driven man um, who's done wonderful things for Russia, has done incredible things for um, social uh, policy and for, you know, community and, and all these sorts of things and, and rebuilding Russia and getting it strong again and all these sorts of things. And, and so she saw these amazing traits of Vladimir Putin. Wow. We kind of sat back and, and we didn't kind of sit back. We all sat back and we said, wow, that's not what we get about Vladimir Putin yeah. in, um, in, in Australia. Australia. 
We get yeah. all the bad stuff. We get all yeah. the dumb things he's done or all the things he said or all of the contentious things, you know, the shooting down of a, you know, a commercial airplane and, and all of this sort of stuff. That's the news we get. We don't get all of the good stories mm. about what Vladimir Putin's doing for his country because mm-hmm. it can't all be bad, right? Well, I say that about the worst people in the world. That yeah. They even did good things in their family dynamic when they got home from work, when they woke up in the morning, if they read their child a story, if they whatever it is and no one's going to report that yeah you know so have we been sold to that's the question this is, what you, this is ask, what you right? asked yes yes because it's quite clear that certain factions of government and certain factions of media have been bought like there's no doubt about it you know people go down a particular line with fairfax medicine limited yeah yeah totally right yeah. totally bought you know yeah there's money coming in from big coffers and you can tell it, it stinks, yeah. it smells a rat. And, uh, and there's, you know, if, I don't really want to sound like a conspiracy theorist here and I hope I don't, but there's definitely some degree of corruption um, in, in the political sphere and in the media that directs and dictates what we get to hear. Yeah. Even to the extent of the ABC, even to the extent of maybe not SBS as much. Well, one of the ABC journalists got caught up in a... <laughs> Mini scandal when she was paying out Virginia Trioli of the ABC when the the results were very fresh and um, I don't remember her exact words but she got caught paying out on Trump whilst they were in an ad break or not an ad break like a promo break she didn't know her mic was on and so wow. people on Twitter go Virginia your mic's on your mic's on and she was paying out on Trump wow. Um, wow. when there's obviously you know meant to be no bias per se so yeah you know i mean and that's a different it's not related directly to the comment that you're making but it's only human nature to have a bias that, that there's going to be a bias and whether yeah. it's a commercial bias because there's money under the table yep um well there's certain things that don't happen in australia um, yeah. as a result of the money that's under the table mm. you know and you know we won't go into too much of that <laughs> we've but only got a short podcast we have been i think and i don't I, you know it kind of sounds like oh my gosh damien's going crazy but i think we've been sold We've been sold yeah. a line. It's what the media want us to hear. In our country. In our country. Yeah, in here our in country. Australia. Yeah. And I'm sure over in the States, you could yeah. see there's definitely a bias. CNN had a flavor. NBC yeah. had a flavor. So, and so on and so forth. Um, we've been sold a, a particular party line. And, and that's only, that's the information that we get here. But I wanna, so, so a couple of things here. Like, so what's, I wanna, the implication? what's the implication? I want to bring a bit of Mitch Album and 100 Not Out um, you know, discussions into this. Because uh, Mitch is... Great line from a from one of our recent interviews was um, culture is not something that we live in. We don't say we don't, we don't say we live in the Australian culture. We do. We say we live in the Australian culture, but yeah. he was saying in the interview, you know, from his lessons from Morris Schwartz, that every single individual, seven point three four billion people on the planet, we all have the power to create our own culture. Mm-hmm. I think what I love about what you're saying is we have been sold to because there's every single editor out there is paid to curate a paper or a news program whatever it is but where as a consumer get to choose well am i going to absorb that and bring that into my culture so do i then go and tell my friends have you heard this did you hear that this is going to happen and that's going to happen or do we actually sit back and consume with a more analytical mind and go well do i want to believe that do i want to bring that into my own life do i want to actually believe that that's going to happen or that's good or that's bad um, and I think that's something that I don't want to say people are unconscious about it, but I think people, um, and you ask enough people, that a lot of people just don't even think to question the information that they hear, which means they don't even think to consciously create their own culture. It's true. That's a great point. I really, yeah, I 100% agree with that. And I think that many, many people, not 
that there should be any kind of level of guilt, but they're guilty of um, listening to only one side of the story and then making a judgment, making a, a judgment call, mm. and their mind up about something, and then being very stoic about which direction or yeah. what other information. It's like because then I'm wrong. Like if if what I've read on Channel Nine News and my Herald Sun and my Daily Telegraph or whatever, and then you're going to tell me something opposite to that? Well, yeah. no, no, I know it because I mm-hmm. heard it. That's right. And it must be. It must be true. And I know people like that. I've got family members that are like that. I've got friends that are like that. That they read something <laughs> in a tabloid or they read something in a paper that they trust, and yeah. that's the only way it is. You know, whether it's got a political bias or it's got a medical or health bias, whatever it is, that's the only way it is. And I think that's destructive to culture absolutely it's it yeah. means that we become a very monoculture yeah. uh, where we only think down one particular line it's the black or white the you know there's no colors in between and there's the colors in between it's the space between the notes that creates the music the, the um, great call you like that it's the colors in between that give us creativity and enjoyment and when we go to Ikaria, for example, there's a lot of space between the notes. Yeah. There's a lot of music over there. It's just so <laughs> beautiful. When you look at what's happening in Spain, when you have a look at what's happening in Finland, when you have a look at what's happening in many other places in the world, there's such incredible desire around creating and maintaining, retaining and um, sustaining all those w- rhyming words, culture. And we don't have it in Australia. I'll but we were say. taught, I'm sure, I don't know what you think, but I'm sure when we were in secondary school and we were doing English or politics or whatever, we got taught to analyse. Yeah. Like you get taught to analyse, not to create bias and opinion. In but fact, to- you got marked down if you had an opinion. Yeah. You know, if you're writing a, pe- a piece, unless it was an opinion piece, you couldn't have an opinion. But it seems that these days the reporting of news is an opinion piece. As yeah, a, exactly. As All a, journalists have opinions. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to writing a story, the way in which media used to be presented, mm. uh, which was these are the sides of the story as well. Got, we just want to let you know so you can form your own opinion. Mm. Doesn't happen these days. Not even on the ABC. Bang! Get stuck. It's no longer <laughs> the tree fell down, <laughs> yeah. or Johnny bit the dog, yeah. or the dog bit Johnny. Yeah. It was, but it's the tree fell down, and that wasn't a good thing to happen. Rather than just the tree fell down. Yeah. Um, I'd still remember. Um, this might sound controversial. But I still remember... It's about time you got controversial because I tend to get controversial. Well, there was an, a current affair piece one night and yeah. the journalist... It was about vaccination. We're not going to talk, talk about the pros and cons of vaccination. All I'm going to say is as a, as a journalist by trade, the journalist, uh, once the story was over, said, that's absolutely terrible. I can't believe people aren't vaccinating their children. And he was the pre- presenter. He wasn't the actual... He was not the expert. He was the one saying, hi, good evening and welcome to a current affair. Like, mate, that's great that you have an opinion, but that's not your job. That's right. You know, it's not your job. And that's, as you say, people are just taking it in rather than going, well, hold on a minute. Well, that in itself incites, you know, kind of tribal behavior and uh, and following behavior because they kind of go, yeah. well, you know, if that's what their opinion is, then obviously it must be very, very strong. So, and that's what we got with Trump and that's what we got with Hillary. Yeah. And uh, so we, got tribal. The, we got so the same tribal. with Turnbull, you know, and, and Shorten. You know, we've got a hung parliament pretty much in Australia. Nothing gets done. And, uh, and I think that a large degree of that has got to do with what happens in the media and the way in which they portray what happens within politics. You know, we, we haven't got leaders that can make decisions that actually help our country move forward. We're relying on business to help the country move forward because we have to move in and around policy because we can't make any policy decisions. Well, and that's what was happening in America. Yeah, and maybe, with Obama. Yeah. yeah, well, with Obama and maybe all the other presidents beforehand because things struggled to get done 
because the, par- the par- parliament is kind of hung. You know what I mean? Well, the question I think that we all want to, you know, what we are, what we all want answers to is, when are you running for parliament? You, you, me, Jeepers! I don't know. I don't know. President elect. Damien Christoph, the Prime next Minister. Prime Minister of oh, Australia. You know, you never know. I didn't study law. Maybe if I go and study law, it might be getting me in there. But uh, well, you know, I'm you not know, a very political person. I've got an opinion, but I don't like politics. Your your political education on Facebook um, gets a lot of traffic. You know, yeah. my wife Sarah says that she wouldn't have voted the way she voted at the recent election if it wasn't for your incredible education and information. Well, it's interesting because... People listen when you talk. Well, there's a lot of people that saw that but still voted in the same way as the paper suggested that they should rather than actually thinking about it. Because they trust the paper more. And they also didn't think about what the implication was long-term if they didn't make a choice about where their vote was going. And it's really important to think about that, do your own research and do your own thinking rather than actually being thought for. And... uh, so that's what do you reckon, um, everybody, of the 100 not out party? <laughs> I don't know how far we go. You know, be a little minority party. Be a bit. Of, could be a bit of fun. You don't think we'd make a difference to? You don't think we'd get anywhere near the Liberals or the AOP? I, I think we're at what 2,000 Facebook lights, so we might get 2,000 people voting for us. Well, I reckon with you as our leader, fearless me leader. as your you know fearless deputy secretary. <laughs> Secretary of State. Um, <laughs> Who knows? Interesting, isn't it? I, I think it's interesting, and I wonder whether or not people driving, running, walking, riding at the moment, listening to this, are thinking the same thing as us. You know, what other pieces of information are out there that we don't really know about? What are the bits and pieces that we're not being told? And how does that affect the conversations that we have? And how does that affect our culture in yeah. Australia? Because, um, you know, it's the culture really that drives us and gives us longevity. And and last point on this is that I don't know how you felt the next day, but I was at a cafe. I was in Melbourne. I was looking around. And I was like, let's be honest. And I know this is not the case for one hundred percent of people, but the very next day after the election, life still went on. There's birds flying, cats. People drove to work. Kids went to school. Yeah, banks still opened. It's interesting because the economy, as it flattened out, because everyone had this kind of initial knee jerk reaction, has bounced back and is now stronger. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure, right? Yeah. <laughs> Go yep. figure. Well, hope you've enjoyed um, this newsy piece of 100 Not Out. It's <laughs> nice <laughs> to do a little yeah. newsy piece of 100 Not Out. Could be more of that to come, MP. There might be. Watch mm. this space. Mm. Thanks again for your what company. What do you mean by that? Um, watch this space. Yeah. No, definitely not t- saying anything. Um, but we are approaching 200 <laughs> episodes of 100 Not Out. We and are. if 2017, you are looking for the biggest bucket list experience of your life, Head on over to 100 Not Out to find out more about the 2017 100 Not Out Longevity Retreat to Ikaria. I've got to tell you, mate, um, it, I'm I'm surprised that there's still some seats left for that. Well, Ikaria is, if you think of the um, experience that we had in 2016, yep. all I know is, is that by the time we've been there two times, three times, and four times, um, we'll probably be having to run this event five, six, or seven times a year. Yeah. Yeah, because it's that incredible. So that amazing. get ready for 2017, folks. Uh, Ikaria, June 26 to July 5, 10 nights, all-inclusive, magnificent experience. Um, go and find out more about Damo, damienchristoff.com, myself, marcuspierce.com.au, and The Wellness Couch with all 20 podcasts available at thewellnesscouch.com. Is Until next 30? week. I thought it was 30. 
It will, it will be. Yeah. It'll be 50 at some point. 100. Until next week, folks, <laughs> continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.